Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Playing Around. I'm your host, Paige Renee. A fun episode for you guys today. My friend Patrick Koenig is joining the show. He has so many great stories. He traveled the world in an RV, quit his day job to do so, and he's just the best. So that's going to be coming up in a little bit. But I first want to update you on what I've been up to. I was in Virginia and then New Jersey, like New York area. So I was in Virginia. I got to play a lot of golf. (laughs) It's weird. I go through these phases where it's like I don't really play that much golf with certain events that I'm doing and then I'll play a ton of golf. And the last two months, I feel like all I've been doing is playing golf. It's weird how certain things go in your game. I would say short game is the best part of my game and it's always been the best part of my game, but I've started to notice that it's been slipping a little bit because I haven't practiced as much as I used to. So I normally do. I don't know the last time I've just like sat down and actually just grinded through a practice session, Um, but I would practice for hours on my short game. And now when I play, I have a shot that I'm like, I got this. And then I'll just completely flub it. I'm like, nope, (laughs) no. Even like it's like riding bike, nope. No, it is not. (laughs) Definitely not. So anyways, like uh, I've been playing a lot of golf. I got to play a really, really beautiful golf course in Virginia. And then I played a champion tour pro-am with Mike Weir, which was so much fun. Mike Weir is so nice and so personable. And my game was a little off that day. I couldn't hit a green from like 100 yards in. It was the weirdest thing. I just felt like I completely lost my swing and I don't know what happened. And it was so frustrating. I talked about this when I played the ShopRite program. First day I was like lights out. Next day I couldn't find a fairway. And it kind of happened again the day before I played at Kinlock and played pretty well. I would say I played pretty decent. And then the next day we played in the pro-am and it was like, I lost all feeling in my hands. Like I literally couldn't (laughs) do anything around the greens. It's embarrassing. Like I talked about how golf is so tied into my ego and it's something that I'm working on, but it's still such a trigger for me. And so when I do play bad, it's really hard for me to get out of that mindset of like, you don't do this anymore. And I tend to make excuses. And I'm really trying not to do that because nothing is worse than playing with someone who's making excuses the entire time. And I tend to do that. It's like, you know, I don't practice anymore. And I'm really, you know, bringing myself down. And the truth of the matter is that no one really gives a fuck (laughs) how I'm playing or what I'm shooting. And to be honest, they're not really that focused in on every single shot. So 
you know, a lot of people came up after me like, oh, you played so well. And in my mind, I'm like, are you, are you serious? Like, are you, are you messing with me? Because I literally missed like 10 greens from 60 yards and in, and I don't do that. Uh, but to them, they saw good shots and they saw, you know, great drives and, you know, all the positives and I saw only the negatives. And again, you don't want to be that person who's just making excuses. You know, you know, that guy again, the first tee and they're like, oh, I haven't practiced in forever. And I remember the last time I brought my clubs out and it's just like excuse after excuse after excuse. And I caught myself doing that. And that's something I'm really trying not to, but had a lot of fun. Uh, it was a great time there. We did a fun little event after at a bowling alley and I'm a terrible bowler. I bowl what I shoot in golf and I'm a good golfer. So you put that, that together. Uh, but we were bowling and it brought me back to when I was homeschooled in high school. Well, I was homeschooled from fifth grade until college, but in high school, one of the electives was bowling. And so my mom would take me to the bowling alley on like a two o'clock on a Monday or whatever it may be. And I had to bowl a certain amount of games. And we would get in the biggest arguments over bowling because she wanted me to, she's a real stickler on technique and doing everything the correct way. Um, so that brought flashbacks, traumatic flashbacks. Um, that was fun. And then after Virginia, I had a really fun event in New Jersey. I stayed in the city, which was fun. I haven't been back since 2019 and the city felt back. Like there was a lot of people walking around. It was just so much fun. But the event was City Harvest Pro-Am and I played there two years ago. It's the Alpine Country Club, beautiful golf course, so much fun. They bring all the best chefs there. And so after the best part was they had like all these little tasting sessions. And uh, it's one of my favorite events. I did it two years ago and I was really looking forward to it again this year. It's been really fun to be back at all these events and to see everyone and just to feel like I'm in the swing of things again. So that was a good stretch. Um, coming up next, I'm going to Colorado, going to a CU game, which will be a lot of fun. We do this like man on the street with like interviews and I always really enjoy that. And a couple other things in Colorado as well. And then after that, I don't know, I gotta check, gotta check the schedule. It's funny because I, I just go like week by week now and I never know what's coming up. So that's the next thing I'll be uh, doing and I'll keep you guys updated on any funny things happen or what's going on there. But let's just get right into the Patrick interview. Uh, again, I think you guys are really gonna enjoy him. He's so much fun. So after this break, you'll be hearing from Patrick Koenig. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc make everybody count with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. 
Okay, everyone. So I have a very special guest joining us today, Patrick Koenig. I have known you for four, four or five years now. I mean, it has been a while. You are a photographer, author, you travel the world. You are a man of many talents. And I'm so excited that you are joining us today on the Playing Around podcast. Well, it feels like a decade, Paige. It's been great knowing you. And thanks for that that intro. I, I mean, I, I like to think I have many talents and now it's been confirmed. I know, Dancing Grapes, I forgot to add that one into it. High Kicking Machine, um, Model Pro. I mean, you do it all. I, yeah, I have, I have credentials in all those areas. The, the Grapes was a good one. I forgot about that. A Halloween costume where I used to hit an annual bunker shot in my Halloween costume. It's kind of gone by the wayside. Um, this year I was Inspector Gadget <laughs> and I, I couldn't find a bunker to save my life. Um, so no really good Halloween content this year. But yeah, you're right. I've, I do have modeling credits as well. Um, so my first modeling job and my last one was in 2015 for Golf Digest. And I know you've graced the cover of Golf Digest. <laughs> I was in the Casio ad inside the magazine, not on the cover. Um, but it was still, I think that was my last like official, like big time model job. If I think about it, um, I retired at the top. Yeah. So we first met, I believe it was five years ago. Now we were doing a playing around contest at Pebble Beach where people were able to enter to play around with me. You were there as the photographer for the day and you've actually really seen me through every single step of my career because that's when I was still playing. Just starting, it was right before I went to Dubai the first year. I was so nervous. I didn't know what I was doing at that time. And uh, yeah, that was the first time we ever met. I've noticed some changes over the years, which is good and interesting. Um, but I remember, I mean, I don't know how many followers you had. It certainly wasn't three or five or 10, I don't know, I mean, 10 million now. Um, but it, it was, you know, like 40 or 100,000 or something like that. And the things I remember about that was um, that you were extremely nervous on the first tee. You come over to me, you're like, there's nobody there. We're just at Pebble Beach and um, we're teeing off. There's four of us. And you walk over, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> and was like, I was like, well, there's nothing to be nervous about. Nobody's really watching. Um, and you hit a good drive and you played really well that day. I think the first time seeing Pebble Beach, I want to say it was like 72 or 73, um, which was pretty good for first time seeing. It. I remember I was like this. I had no idea. I obviously never met you before, but um, your short game was, was was like outstandingly good. If there was anything around the green, you cleaned it up. I don't think you failed to get up and down once. I don't think you made a lot of, you know, a lot of putts, but the chipping was like, I mean, you were chipping like Jesus that day. <laughs> that was the best part of my game by far. I would get up and down from anywhere, everywhere. And that's what made golf so stressful is because I wouldn't hit many fairways or greens. And so I always had to get up and down. But Patch, you have a very interesting story. You were working a quote unquote normal job, quit your job, decided to go travel the world in an RV. Just give us the entire entire rundown on how that happened. Okay, but there's one thing I want to mention more that I remember from that initial round that I feel is like interesting that people probably don't know is how tiny your feet are. I remember I was, I, I like was helping out raking a bunker and I was like, oh, this small child has been in this bunker. And I was like, no, it's actually Paige. Yeah. I don't know what size shoes you have, but they're exceptionally small um, for the, for the record. I don't know if that's like good or bad for people asking for feet pictures. I think it's small feet desirable, I, I, guess, like, yeah. I guess, maybe. So yeah, I'm we're gonna playing get... into like the foot fetish crowd now. We should probably <laughs> All my DMs away. are just going to be about, can I see those feet now? <laughs> <laughs> can we see those feet, Paige? Come on. Um, all right, so we'll, we'll move on uh, to me. Sorry, foot fetish people. Um, but yes, and it was, um, I was a sales guy. I was working in, in Silicon Valley. I'm um, doing software sales like so many, so many folks. I spent all my disposable income on golf trips. And I was just, a, I mean, I would just love to play golf, love to go see golf courses, love to take pictures of golf courses. And I kind of got a little bit of notoriety for my golf course photography um, on Instagram of all, of all places, right? And so um, like many, like many of us in this conversation, Instagram has kind of spawned something magical. Um, and fast forward to 2018, um, and I have a decent following. I said, you know what, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's just quit my job. I had this idea for a long time. 
because I, I wanted to see all the golf courses, not just some of them. I wanted to see all of them. And um, I quit my job. I purchased an RV and I drove around the country and played 403 golf courses, 403 different golf courses in the next 365 days. Played with 793 people. Paige, you're, you're one of those. Included. And uh, 48 states. And we raised over $20,000 for the first tee of Greater Seattle. And I had no idea about like raising money for a charity before. Um, but people just joined in and they would give like, we, we had some swag pieces that I'd give away if people wanted to donate. And it was really like 20 bucks at a time. We didn't have a lot of big donors. It was just people that come and play. They're like, oh yeah, here's 20 bucks for the first tee. <laughs> um, so at the end, it was, I gave a check to Evan, Evan Johnson and, you know, he put it to good use. And I mean, the first tee is a massive organization, right? Mm -hmm. But when you, when you look at it, they're all individual um, branches or franchises or um, so they're individually owned and operated. And Evan does such a great job with the first tee out there in Seattle and the kids. It's like, this is money that I know is going to go towards the future of these kids' life in golf. And so uh, you know, it's cliche, but like, you know, hopefully me playing golf will inspire one kid to enjoy a life uh, along the the great games that you and I play, Paige. So, I mean, that was magical. That was a magical year. And it really kicked off kind of a career in, in golf photography uh, for me over the next, I've been doing it ever since. Yeah. How scared were you to make the jump from quitting your stable job to live in an RV? Yeah. I mean, was it something you were like, okay, I'm just going to jump head first and let's see what happens. Or were you like, this is probably one of the stupidest things I'm ever going to do in my life. And why am I doing this? And what did the people in your life think about that? Yeah, it was pretty scary. And it felt kind of stupid too. You're like, like I was living in a house in Seattle and I was like, I guess I'm going to go live in this thing now. And the first couple like weeks, it's like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, what, like, what am I, honestly, I didn't know kind of, I knew I was playing golf every day. And then it kind of morphed into the, this passion with like, it was really driven by the the first tee. Um, and people were supportive. You know, my family was all very like, he obviously, you know, he's, he's decided to do this and like it's it's a cool thing it's unique and he's he's doing something he's chasing his passion so like I don't think there's anybody that said that's the dumb idea it kind of felt dumb at times when you're like sleeping in a Walmart parking lot <laughs> and uh but every day it was a great way to live because you you wake up and you're you're chasing sunlight and you're chasing fairways and you're meeting somebody new exciting I, I did a fun podcast that you were on as well uh, which was good it, it was in Mountain Shadows when I got yeah. to Arizona. It was either on the way out or the way back. You joined the the RV tour. I forget which one it was, but um, it was good. It was over too quick, and I look back at it fondly. I'll go. I'll revisit some of the places. I'm like, oh, I remember when the RV tour was here. I parked in that corner of the parking lot. <laughs> you know, this sort of memory from that trip. But I mean, I could do seven hours of a podcast about all the stories and the things that happened on that RV tour. It was it was splendid. So I feel like everyone feels this way if they're living like a mundane life and they just feel stuck in their job and they don't feel like, you know, there's everyone has their passion. They want to chase it. And you did that. So like, what is your one big key tip or advice to people who are feeling stuck and how you were yeah. and to make that jump? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that really it just takes the ability to do it. Is what it is. And what I found is that like, I didn't have all of this stuff planned out. I didn't was like, I'm going to become a professional golf course photographer and XX and X It's like, no, just I feel like you're probably ready when you start thinking about it. Because if you jump off, I don't know myself, but I feel like other people this way, like you're amazingly resourceful and resilient when you're like thrown out there, like sink or swim, like, I'm not going to starve, I'm going to figure out a way to do this. And like other people listening to this, are that way as well. I think it's just like that, the courage to just actually jump off and be like, I'm all in on this. And so if it's your passion, you're chasing your, it's not going to be a problem for you to get motivated to do something every day. You know, if you inherently just want to slack off and not work, well, that's not going to work out. You've yeah. got, to, you know, I, I mean, I live it and breathe it and I do it um, 24 seven, like, you know, like you page, right. Just so if you're thinking about it and you've got kind of like the inkling in the direction you want to go, like you're probably ready. I feel like to, to do it. And you know, the worst case is like, you know, you fail, you try something and you, you learn something about yourself and then you kind of go back to what you were doing before. Cause I guarantee you there's a way you're going to find back into something. And then it's like this amazing life lesson. So I, I mean, I always say, just, just do it. Like mm -hmm. if you're thinking about it, 
Absolutely. Worst case, you learn something about yourself and have the time of your life doing it. That was my whole thing. It's like, if this thing is, it's just a magical year and then nothing comes of it and I can't kind of morph it into some sort of job or creation, then it's, I still feel like I would have won going back to, you know, tech sales or whatever I needed to do at the time. Fortunately, it's really turned into something cool um, with my golf course photography and uh, coming up here. Um, I'm going to have a chance to join the Fire Pit Collective, which is kind of a thing. Yep. They Matt Janella, Alan Shipnuck, they were on this podcast as well. Great guys yeah. and tons of stories. And I want to hear your stories from, you said you have, you know, plenty of them from your RV trip. Give me your best story that happened when you were traveling around. I mean, gosh, there's a lot of good stories. Um, I was hoping for like a, like an army of hobos because I spent a lot of nights in walmart and like one of the times these hobos are going to like tack the rv i'm gonna have to fend it off but there's a lot of like stories of like i don't know what they're doing at three in the morning but people tend to be yelling at parking lots at each other getting in fights and so you'd wake up and listen to some of the most ridiculous arguments you've ever heard um but gosh there's a number of good ones and every time somebody asks me this question it's like a different story um so this one is this one just popped into my my head so the the roads, the roads of America, when you're in an RV, you really feel the bumps. And there's no state that is worse than New York when it comes to the roads. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's no question about it. First, you've got the, you know, they freeze and they unfreeze when you get all these potholes. And so that's usually the east is worse for that. And then you have all the traffic in New York. It just, you have some of the worst roads ever. So I am driving from actually New York to Connecticut. And the, the RV is just like shaking everywhere. You go, uh, <laughs> so you just kind of used to it. And like stuff's falling in the back. But like when you have an RV, stuff just falls all the time. And you just don't even, unless it's like a big bang and like you hear breaking, you don't even turn around. You just get used to it. <laughs> you just keep going. Yeah, you just keep going. Like whatever. But this time, so I'm driving to play, was it Pound Ridge? Out there. It's a Pete Dye course. Yeah, out in Connecticut. Um, not really important to the story. But I'm driving, just going along. And all of a sudden there's like, this big puff of like smoke that comes in is like, oh, the RV finally caught on fire and it's, I'm, I'm on fire. I'm, I'm burning down. And so I pull over to the side of the road and just like, I realize it's like, it's not, it doesn't smell like smoke though. And so it's coming in and I look in and like the whole back is just like covered in like a, like a dust sort of thing. And I go into the back and I, when I realized what has happened, the RV is shooken so hard, it shook the fire extinguisher off of the wall. And like somehow it got down in the stairwell thing, depressed this thing and just deployed the like the heavy powder all over the freaking back of the RV, <laughs> which is a, is a nightmare. Have you ever done that to one of your friends? You know, it's a nightmare to clean up. And so that was, uh, that is one of the good times out there in the RV. And then I proceeded to play, which I remember is one of the hottest, sweatiest days on the tour in New York. It was the middle of summer, and I convinced these guys to walk with me out there on that Pete Dye course, and we survived, although we almost died, I think, several times. It was so hot and sweaty. Oh, no. So what states didn't you hit? Because you said 49. You were at 49 of them? 48. I mean, we didn't float the barge over to Hawaii, yes. and I played Hawaii, and I've also played Alaska. But Alaska is by far the worst state for golf in America, just because obviously it's cold and there's not a huge economy to support golf up there. But I do have some, you know, some stories from my time in Alaska, too. There's golf everywhere. So what is the best state to play golf in? That's a good question, because uh, it brings up another thing that I actually did in the same sort of like ridiculous golf trip vibe. For public golf, it's Wisconsin, hands down, the best state. For public golf, golf that... like. Anybody can go, everybody listening to this can go to Wisconsin and play some of the best golf courses in America. You got to just bring your, your wallet because some of them are expensive. Everybody knows Whistling Straits, but you've got a whole bunch of others that maybe, you know, I think people know about Sand Valley. Most people don't know about Eagle Springs though. I'm telling you, you got to throw in Eagle Springs into your, your agenda there. Um, but you've got, I mean, there's so much good stuff. Aaron Hills, Century World, Century World is a good thing. So anyway, so I, so one day I get a bunch of DMs from the just random fans they're sending me this internship so the wisconsin state golf association has decided to host the best internship in the history of all internships and they're basically paying somebody to play golf and take pictures of the golf courses and promote the the golf in the state and i was like well this is right up my my alley because um, all these people are sending it to me like you'd be great at this i'm like okay i'm a little old i'm like a little i'm a little old to be an intern 
but I say, let's, let's give it a go. They were like, just apply via Twitter. Like just reply to apply. And so people are like, pick me. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's probably not going to work. Right. And so I, I made an official application, you know, some legit qualifications, things like my being published in golf and golf digest and various other publications uh, and other things. I listed my, my ex-wife as a reference to testify how much I love golf. <laughs> and so they, they saw these things and said, you're in, you're in. And so I, I, the whole idea was to play 50 courses in 50 days. And so I got a chance to explore that Wisconsin dream. Uh, they said 50 courses in 50 days, obviously, and that was a little low. So I ended up doing 76 courses in 49 days and uh, it showed the world what, how good Wisconsin can be. It's, it's splendid. Was there a days that I, I can't even play 18 holes anymore? Honestly, I feel like they should make 12 hole golf courses because hey. I just feel like it's too long. Were there days where you're waking up and you're like, I can't hit another golf ball? Like, I don't even want to look at my clubs anymore. There's days where you're just like, you know, you do like a couple of days, like 36 in a row on top of like having played golf every day for the past 30 days. Um, the golf thing kind of wears on you, but honestly, it's what it is. You start to realize it's the people and like the places that are interesting to me. Like I yeah, care less where my golf ball goes at sometimes, but yeah, you're kind of like, Ugh. but then you meet somebody that's like, they're excited because they reached out, wanted to be a part of this internship. And so they're like, you get that energy from them. It's like, hey, this is, they're excited. Like, and then you get excited. Yeah. And then if you're, you know, doing a new golf course, you know, you get to see, oh, today's the club at Lac LaBelle. It's a brand new mystery that you get to uncover. And that never gets old, which is exciting as a golf course photographer. It's like, I could do this till I literally, I mean, most people can, you know, press the button on a shutter right up until they're on their dying day. So it's something that you can you, you can never get tired of. I probably won't be able to swing a golf club right up and maybe, maybe I will, who knows? Um, but uh, it's one of those things that you can do forever and you can really appreciate. And so that always got me going. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you wake up and you're like, Ugh. Um, I would say my, my batteries drain slowly and recharge quickly. So it'd be like, you know, take a day off. Like why, why am I not playing? I got to go, you know, I got to play some golf, <laughs> but there were no days off. No days off. No. <laughs> so what was the worst state for golf? The worst state? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, Alaska's not good. Um, <laughs> I found, I gotta say, I gotta call out Mississippi. Mississippi is, um, the vibe there is not good for golf. I had a couple of things and it was like, they didn't let me walk this course that was extremely flat. I was the very last one out. I'm like, just let me walk it. And they're like, no, you got to take a cart. And I was like, this is blasphemous. You know, like, so that was a couple rounds there. Uh, and there's just not a lot of golf courses there, you know? Um, and I'm, I can get snobby about the architecture and stuff like that. But I mean, I didn't think that I wasn't fond in Mississippi. Uh, maybe you know, I need to go back um and recheck it out in that area so yeah i mean that's they're all good though pages golf yeah you know we're so we're playing yeah. golf in america and and it's it's lovely you'd be a little controversial that's why i had to ask and i'm glad you at least gave one state that <laughs> you'd be like oh they're all great they're all awesome you're like mississippi <laughs> yeah yeah screw you mississippi <laughs> Speaking of being a bit snobby, you got to play Pine Valley recently, which is probably the most difficult golf course to get on. I think it goes back between that and Augusta National. How was it? How did you get on? And how amazing is Pine Valley? Um, you'll love the story of how I got on. Um, so one of my friends is going to play Pine Valley and he's, he's been talking about it for a while. So I'm like, I just, I'm following up to like, see how it is. And like, I'm excited for him to go play. And so he's like, they were going to play with Justin Timberlake. And so I was like, ah, you know, that's, that's cool. Uh, so he lets me know that there's a pretty good chance actually Justin Timberlake's going to bounce out. And I'm Justin Timberlake's replacement for, for Pine Valley, which was a good, it was a good story just on its own. And he'd be like, you know, JT's out, I'm in. You know, I, I'd gladly be JT's backup for pretty much most things. And so he's got some movie he, he needed to shoot. So JT couldn't play Pine Valley and I moved in. Uh, and so it was like about a week or it was like two weeks out. So I had like two weeks to kind of freak out about it. Yeah. Um, and as the most golf course nerds know, it's the number one. I mean, there's there's nothing better than this place, um, according to most lists and the things that I, you know, golf course guys pay attention to. So I was really excited to play it. And it wasn't just like we're getting one round. We were going out there and we're staying on property. They have hive cabins out there. And we played three rounds of golf at Pine Valley. 
And the thing that I, you notice about it is like, it, it is, I would say for certain is the number one golf course that I've ever played. It's by far the best golf course in America. Why? What makes it so special? Cause it's, it, I mean, you don't, I've seen pictures, but no one really talks about it in detail. Yeah. It's just like the experience is what makes it so great. The experience is great. And all these things at the top of the list, anything inside the top 10 is going to be unbelievable. Um, so it's certainly that, but what really sets Pine Valley apart is that there's absolutely no holes that aren't fantastic. You know, you talk about Pebble Beach and I can name three or four holes that are kind of like meh or eh. Number one, probably one of the worst starting holes in golf. Yeah. Number one stinks, you know, and there's a stretch around the back, you know, 11 and 12, you know, it kind of is like, oh, hum, but like, you didn't care because you've got the best six holes and maybe in golf there along the ocean. So it's still fantastic, but that's Pebble Beach we're talking about. It's a great, amazing place, right? But Pine Valley, there literally is no hole that you're like, oh my God. I remember just every time I'd play it, I'd literally be running to the next tee. It's like, oh, this hole now. Oh man, this is such a good hole. And that was literally every single tee box is that way. You're like, this hole is unbelievable. These par fives are unbelievable. These par threes are unbelievable. You're like, all these par fours are unbelievable. I mean, it's really, it doesn't stop. I mean, every hole that you could flip a coin and be like, what's your favorite hole out there? And you could say one through 18 and you'd be like, wow, that's a great selection. And there's no other golf course that you can say that. I mean, I'm not kidding. There's literally no hole that is weak. I mean, I can go on about 18, 17, 16, (laughs) 15. I mean, think about that. It just does not stop. It is so strong. The variety is so great. And so all these things that you look for in a golf course, Pine Valley does it a little bit better than everybody else. And the end result is a golf course that's not even close in terms of just the merits of the architecture to any other golf course. Now, like the views, right? It's set in, there's pine trees and sand. Um, you know, Cypress Point has got it beat in terms of like the, the wow factor, yeah. the, you know, the ocean is there. So like there's certain areas where like other great courses can like kind of eclipse it in one aspect, but Pine Valley is something else. Okay. So you have to give me your top five favorite golf courses you've ever played. Yeah. So um, Pine Valley is going to be in there. And I kind of stick to like, I don't get it. I wish I had something a little bit more like, like out outside the box. Um, my number five, I think I'd probably put Somerset Hills in there. Somerset Hills is good. Where is that? It's also in New Jersey. Okay. A little under the radar. Um, and I think I might, I don't know if I put Sleepy Hollow in there too. So these are two that were like perennially like way undervalued or I don't know what people were smoking they were not in that that top tier yeah and then I gotta go with National Golf Links I think it was is so much fun uh, I put Cypress in there too National Golf Links is really good mm-hmm. it's a template course it's got that golden age vibe there's a windmill on the golf course not like you know you're putting through it it's just it's a big old time windmill but a great collection of template golf holes for those that study architecture, um, you know, that's the C.B. McDonald Rainer vibe where you get these kind of squarish Redan um, of the great hits. You know, you've got some good bottles. You've got a, it's a good cape out there. Um, there's, you know, it's, it's so much fun to play. Um, what I got room for one more. Yeah. Um, it's between like Oakmont or Marion. I think Oakmont is, is also another one that I would put in there. I played so well when I was out there. Which that I think makes it, yeah, that's a big difference too. And you have like a really great round. <laughs> you try not to be biased, but if you play great, I mean, that's part of the kind of the experience. And um, it's such a thinking golf course. That one is one of the few where like you stand on the tee and you're thinking about where's the pin. I'm certainly going to make bogey unless I like hit my second chip in. That, that's the sort of stuff you're thinking about. And so for a good scratch player that is really engaging and really fun and I played with a bunch of other really good uh, they were caddies and so they were telling me where to hit it and I just hit it where I was supposed to all day long I was in the mid-70s first time seeing Oakmont and we played like the not the back back but like we played it was over 7,000 and so it was just a great time out there at at Oakmont so that's one Marion's good too but honestly anything like in that I could go down the list and like swap them all out for a new top five if you'd ask me that question again Okay, so we have the top five and give me your two best places for a buddy's trip. Oh. Yeah, because I know a lot of guys listen to this podcast. They're always looking for a new place to go with their friends. Yeah. Where the two, besides Bandon, we talked about Bandon and Pinehurst. So those two are off the table. You can't pick Bandon, you can't pick Pinehurst. Yeah, those are those are the two obvious ones that you can you can rock. The new kid on the block is um, is Big Cedar. 
That one's it's the middle of the country. Amazing. Amazing. You, you've been. I've you've been, been there. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you know, we mentioned him earlier. Matt Janella, he's also a, an expert on the buddies trip. Uh, he got married there. Uh, so he likes it there, you know, but it's got the number of courses that, that you need. You've got the Pines or Pines Valley, not Pines, but Pines Valley, Pines Valley um, with everybody seeing the 19th hole. It's a tiger course. So it's got that appeal. It's very, you know, the fairways are wide. It's fun to play. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's a great golf course, but it's a great golf course for that resort. Yeah. And it's probably a great golf course for your buddy, Steve, who sucks at golf, but like wants to be in this vibe. And you got cabins there. So you can, you know, you can get a cabin. Everybody's kind of got their their different lodging. Uh, and they're getting more and more along that line. I mean, the place is just growing. I mean, like there's just construction out there. So you'll probably see some more courses from. They got Ozark National is like the the golfer's course out there. It's Core Crenshaw, and in my opinion, by far the best course at the resort. But you've got Part three course is really nice. They've got two of them. Yeah. You know, they've got the one top of the rock and then uh the what Gary Player one. Um which you know, Gary Player. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. On your, on your ace. I was just flipping through it and it's like, here's Paige hitting the golf ball. And then it, it goes in and Gary's right there to give you a big, big hug. I saw Gary right after that event. We had another event together and he was telling this story about how his grandson was giving him a hard time for kind of lingering on the hug. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? I'm I'm a turtle, not a rabbit. I, I want to just like embrace and hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I didn't notice the linger, but that's that's a cute, that's an acute observation there by the grandson. <laughs> how many hole-in-ones is that, Paige, for you? That was my fourth. And was that your best one? I would say that one or the one before it. So I was at PXG Media Day for their new irons that they came out as the Gen 2. And on the first, like when you're warming up, they gave you the clubs in the box. And so it was a scramble that day and we teed off all on different holes. And so I, we teed off on a par five first. Didn't get to hit any irons. Then the next hole is a par three. First time hitting the new iron and I made a hole in one. Oh my so God. Very first shot that I had hole in one. And uh, that was cool, but it wasn't, it was an elevated green and I couldn't see it. No one else in my oh. group could see. And we're like, we think that went in maybe. And I was like, well, like, it'd be weird if we celebrate it and it's not in. So like, let's go up. And I like walk up, look in the hole and I'm like, it's in the hole. And then it was <laughs> kind of like this delayed, like, yeah, good job, you know, kind of thing. So it wasn't that much fun. Uh, but the one at Glen Arbor, we saw it go in. There were people behind me filming, people at the green. Obviously, Gary Player was there. Yeah. So I would say that was probably the most like genuine reaction, like excited reaction I've ever had on the golf course. Was LeBritz there at Glen Arbor? Rob LeBritz? He's, I think he's the, the head pro. That's in. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. We talked, uh, we were trying to get his uh, Instagram oh, going. So I have a funny story about LeBritz. Um, so Le Rob LeBritz is one of the great PGA professionals in America. And he, and um, I became aware of LeBritz. I was watching the golf channel mindlessly 15 years ago, uh, maybe 15, I don't know. This is a long time ago and I'm watching and there's like a qualifier uh, for the, uh, the PGA championship, these guys to get in. And it's Rob Brits who I never, just the random guy at the time to me, Rob Brits and like another guy and Brits hits it. Um, it's par four. Brits hits it in the bunker. It's like plugged. He's got a punch out sideways. And you're like, Oh no. And then the other guy hits it in there to like eight feet for birdie and like oh you know this guy's gonna win and LeBritz punches it out and then he holds out his bunker or his, his fairway shot after having to punch out sideways for a three and the other guy never stood a chance of making his eight foot and so he makes makes this thing so I like tweeted it LeBritz and I was like and every every like year I'd bring it up time to remember and LeBritz hold out to get into the PGA because I thought it was just such a cool thing and such like a journeyman sort of thing that like nobody really paid attention to but like to me that's that's one of the coolest shots and so I fast forward to 2019, I was doing a thing out at the Met PGA and got a chance to meet Rob LeBritz. And he, he like remembered me from the tweets and he's like the nicest dude ever. And so I'm always a huge fan of LeBritz and I'm glad you aced one of his holes out there at, uh, at Glen Arbor. Did you have any hole in ones when you were doing your RV play golf every day? Um, so Paige, it's, it's funny that you asked because my number one goal was to, well, my number one goal was to have fun which I accomplished. Um, Check. <laughs> my number two goal was to actually, 
<laughs> yeah, have fun. <laughs> a lot of fun was had. Uh, number two goal was to raise money for the first tee, which is a check. And then uh, it was originally 10,000. So we double checked that one. And then my third goal was to make a hole in one. And that's a big no check mark there, Paige. Because I have zero hole in ones in my life. I did the math, I think the other day. I'm at zero for about 14,000 attempts. Not great odds. Not great odds. <laughs> They're not great odds, but I, I should, given the amount of golf and like the, the my skill level, I should have somewhere around like 2.8, I think it was, or like three, and I have zero. I have a bunch of like, I've seen it lip out three or four times. I mean, I could do a whole podcast on my sob stories, times the ball didn't go in the hole. And um, no, I have no one-on-ones. But, you know, so the funny thing about that is, is I kind of, some people kind of know this and they're following along and it's now like a thing. Like if I were to have a one-on-one, I'd just be another guy with one one-on-one, no big deal. But now it's kind of like this journey for me to, to have this ace and it's exciting. Like I know it's coming. I have confidence that's going to happen. When's it going to happen? I don't know. I was a foot away from doing it at Pine Valley oh. on the 10th hole. Literally you wouldn't be talking to me because my head would have exploded and, and I would have, I'd have been dead. And uh, we, this podcast wouldn't happen, but you know, so like those moments, it's just kind of like, who knows when it's going to happen or if it will happen, but it's a good reminder that it's about like, this, this is fun. Like chasing after the ACE that it's, it's about the journey, not necessarily the destination. And, you know, maybe I'll wait till we're hanging out playing golf to make an ace. Yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to film it too. Yeah. You'll be rolling every part camp. three. I'll be like ready to go. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So no aces for, for me, but uh, it's coming. It's you're going to get it there. I, I, I know it. It's going to be glorious. I've, uh, I've pledged. I almost had one in Wisconsin on uh, in whistling Straits. I thought this one was for sure. I was playing with uh a mutual friend of ours, Chelsea Pizzola. Yeah. Out, out there whistling straight with her, uh, her boyfriend. Her boyfriend's rolling the ace cam. And it's like, it's up. Because we're going to play out because we're not allowed to hit from the tees because the Ryder Cup was going to be there. And they got it all. They want pristine grass for the Ryder Cup. So us plebeians are up there in like Divot City. But we're close. And it's like 120 yards. And I hit this thing. And this was the most certain. Because I watched a couple of their balls roll back kind of by the hole. And so I knew exactly where I needed to hit the ball if I'm going to make an ace. And when I come to a par three, I do not care about twos. I only want the one. It just, it dials me in like another level. And so I'm, I'm looking, if I hit it right here, it'll roll back. And so I, I hit a perfect shot. When this ball hits the green, I'm certain that it's going to drop. Like, and it starts trickling back. I'm like, it's in. You can see it by like in my stance. I was like, it's going to drop. And uh, Nick, Chelsea's boyfriend, is rolling the camera. It's going in. And then I have pledged to make a home run. I'm going to run and jump into the nearest body of water. Lake Michigan's right there. So it's like all set up. It's going to happen. And somehow that ball burns. I'm pretty sure like right over the top of the cup. It doesn't go in the hole. And one of the, the most shocking non-aces I've ever had. Um, so, you know, it was exciting. It was a fun day of not making another ace, but that was, gosh, I thought that was in for sure. Okay. So Patrick, you play a ton of golf all the time, every single day. Yeah. Guys listening right now are trying to get out maybe like once a week, their wives, girlfriends, significant others, they're bothered by it. What are some like good uh, tips for these guys to like play more golf like how do you manage your way through you know like dating and just having to play golf every single day i mean you've got to dump the dump the wife okay so ch first <laughs> first get rid of your wife noted for dump wife <laughs> dump wife well, patrick told me to on the, the playing around with <laughs> podcast with Paige. so see you later um but no no so you know i feel like any good relationship you know, you've got to, you've got to start out with expectations. Like, you know, so a, a good lady for me is going to, is she's probably going to play golf a little bit, understand a bit of my obsession and be like, Hey, this is my thing. This is what I, I love to do. It's my passion. Um, and, and anybody that's in, they're going to be supportive of your passion. If they're not, that's not a good, that's not a good situation. That's not the sort of lady that I'm looking for. Go back to dump wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go back to dump wife. You know? So, so I think, and, and most girls are like, yeah, of course I'm going to support somebody that's passionate and wildly loves what they do. I think women are looking for somebody that has that. And so you got to let them know, like right up front, that that's kind of kind of how it is. And, you know, the, the whole compromise thing is you have to figure out how to do that. But I feel like um, setting that up and, and the expectations from the very beginning are wildly important. 
And, and I think ladies, if you're listening, you know, you got to realize that if your man loves golf, this is something he loves to do. It usually recharges the batteries. He comes back a happier dude. If he doesn't, well, then that's a problem that he's got to deal with, but he should be coming back happy. You know, give him some time with the boys. It's going to be healthy for the relationship overall. And you're going to, you're going to benefit from that. So don't think short term, think health of the relationship, thinking, letting your guy go for more rounds of golf, give him three, four days for a buddy's trip. Like he needs that to go and like cut loose it, it abandon or, you know, big cedar, like we talked about and have that good fun. So don't, you know, make him feel bad about it. Like let him, let him have that. I mean, I'm serious, I'm serious, right? You get it Paige, right? It's the, yeah. I mean, that's my advice to both the, the men and women out there. Yes. Everything you said was spot on. I think from the other side is like from the female's perspective, guys, if you want to play more golf, do little things around the house, you know, like make a little more of an effort. Like it's, you know, when <laughs> like when you're younger and your parents like, okay, if you eat your vegetables, then you can go like play video games. That's what it's like. Clean the dishes. You can go play golf, you know, like clean out the garage, go play golf. So think about it that way too. It's like, if you give a little bit, then they'll give a little bit as well. And if they don't let you play golf after you do that, then go back to step one, dump the wife. Dump the wife. Yeah. So that's good. Good point, Paige. Show some appreciation. A little bit of effort goes a long way. Absolutely. Yeah. So Patrick, what are you doing next? Where are you going next? What courses? Um, it's kind of been, it's been a wild summer. And so it's kind of like it's tapered off a bit. I was at the, I didn't went to Cypress Point and I played the old course. I did Dunhill Links is maybe my favorite. Everyone's just hating you right now. You're playing yeah. like the most amazing golf courses in the world. And then I did Pine Valley all in like a month. And one was at Pebble Beach too. So I had to cover the Pure Insurance Championship impacting the first tee out there, which was another cool thing to be at Pebble Beach and then help the first tee. Um, and so now I've just, I've got a trip to Florida coming up, which is a, a train thing. I, I love, I love train courses. And um, so we'll go have some fun out in Florida. I think my friend Amanda's going to be out there. You know, Amanda Rose, right? Yeah. She's a, a guest here all the time. She's great. Yeah. Really insightful, uh, fun gal. So we're going to be doing some stuff out in, in Florida. And then, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, be joining the the fire pit team out here in, in sunny Southern California. So, I mean, that's exciting. We're probably gonna be doing some more events coming forward um, with that. So a way that other people can get involved in that, in the fire pit with some, some events coming up, details to come. We're just getting going with that. So I'm going to kind of be ramping that up a little bit and continue to travel. And I have some local photo shoots where I'm taking photos of golf. I mean, that's my job, right? You know, it's right now is taking photos of golf courses and, and providing them world-class imagery uh, and telling stories along the way, you know, and having those experiences is what I love to do. And so more of that, I mean, it's all about the storytelling. Hopefully those pictures can convey a story, um, and, and help you feel something, feel the beauty of a place. So more of the same. Yeah, and I'm just fortunate that I get to say more of the same and not be like, well, it's back to McDonald's. <laughs> I didn't cut it. You know, I get to sit here and have a conversation with you and play some golf and then you know, look at golf photos and create golf content. And it's like, this is, this is it. So like for me saying I'm going to do my passion was absolutely the greatest decision I ever made in my life. And uh, it's, it's only gotten better and more fun every day. And, you know, conversations like this really make it, make it obvious. Oh, well, where can everyone find you on social media and if they're interested in buying any of your photography? It's all at PJ Koenigs. It's P-J-K-O-E-N-I-G. That's my Instagram. And then it turned into my website as well, um, .com. And that's where I tell my stories on my golf blog. And if you can see all that, there's, I don't know how I should count. There's hundreds of thousands of golf photos on that website. And then the, the Instagram and Twitter as well. It's all, it's all there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your stories and uh, just being so in insightful and giving advice to everyone. I think we all appreciate it and enjoyed having you on so much. Well, thanks, Paige. It's great to see your smiley face. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. 
You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Okay, everyone, definitely go check out his stuff. He is awesome. I really hope you enjoyed that and today's episode. So as always, thank you so much for listening and supporting and being the best ever. And I'm going to go through my spiel. So if you have any questions, concerns, comments, whatever it may be, you can email us at paririheartradio.com or you can send me a message on the Playing Around Instagram account. Don't forget to leave a nice review, give us five stars, share with your friends, all of that good stuff. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio. Or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.